Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Once again, welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different things that go on in my stay-at-home dad life. Things with my kids and family, men's health and wellness, plus parenting struggles that I tend to deal with, parenting tips that I have and come across on the internet, plus some other random and hopefully interesting things I think about, I come on here and talk about. So I hope that entertains or educates you in some fashion. So thank you for being here with me today. Ah, so what is going on? Oh my God. I need an opinion. Before I give my own, at least, kids' birthdays, where do you stand? Are they supposed to be this big, growing build every single year, doing something equal or greater than the last? Or this big, huge, planned, extravagant party every single year? If you answered no, then why does it seem like that's the direction parents are taking children's birthday parties. Like, what is going on? Seriously. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all love our kids. We want them to have the best time, right? We want to have the best birthday for them, to have fun experiences with their friends, but it's like we need to impress them almost. Which, now that I say that, that sounds insane that we need to try to impress our kids with a birthday party. Maybe it's because we're trying to be pals and not parents. Maybe we're just overdoing it and going above and beyond because of that. Oh, maybe it's because we're trying to impress the other parents. That actually sounds a lot more in line with what's going on. We're doing this to impress the other parents, to show them that, hey, ha, I outdid your party, or look at what I can do for my kid type of thing. Is that it? I don't know. I'm spitballing here. I'm not really sure. And I say this like I'm not doing it, you know, like I'm shaming people for doting on their kids too much. Well, little secret, I'm doing it too. So I am also part of this conversation. We just had a big 25-kid party for my older daughter. I don't know, what was this? The other weekend, a couple weeks ago, at a rock climbing gym. Which, if you ask me, and my kid, honestly, it was cool as shit. It was awesome. 33,000 square feet of climbing area. More climbing runs than I could count. It was just insane. It was legitimately badass. I thought it was awesome. I would like to go there myself. You know, have my birthday party there. But they didn't have this stuff when I was a kid. I mean, all we had around was Chucky fucking cheese, right? And actually, funny story, my daughter and I were actually talking about memories of mine, Halloweens and birthdays and things, and what I could remember. And honestly, I couldn't really remember anything from my childhood, from those types of things. Faint memories, mainly, but nothing really deep. And I don't know, is that like an early onset sign of Alzheimer's? Am I going to be totally losing my shit when I'm 69 years old or 80 years old or something? I don't know. I hope not. But it's kind of alarming the amount of memories that I don't remember as a kid. I don't remember huge blowout parties with tons of kids and going crazy and expensive huge parties and places. I don't remember any of that. I mean, maybe we did those things, and like I said, I just don't remember. But I honestly think it was different back then as well. 
it wasn't all about that. It was more about your core family doing something together. Maybe you have one or two friends or something, but I don't think the 80s and 90s were necessarily about huge parties. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know. I'm just thinking from my own personal memory. And even right now, see, I can't pull anything out. It just, I don't have the memories there. I don't know what's going on. But I do think in today's times, it is trending that way. It's trending to have a big party. It's trending to invite a ton of people. But this birthday climbing center, it was about 500 bucks to have a party there with 25 to 30 kids. And then you add up the drinks and the Costco pizzas and all that stuff. Which, by the way, that's the way to go. Costco stuff is, you know, it's cheap and it, and it feeds a lot of people and it's easy to pick up. Call it in, order it, go pick it up. It's like nine bucks for this huge pizza, something like that. It was, that's the way to go. But still, we were probably in this thing at least 600 bucks, I would guess. And I mean, that's a lot. And now my younger daughter, she just had a party last weekend. And yup, it was another decent sized gig, 20-ish kids all gathered in my house. But yeah, kids love this one too, let me tell you. We had a magician show up, ordered some chicken nuggets, my wife cooked a bunch of food and baked a bunch of cakes. And I don't know if I've said it on here before, but man, she's amazing. Like all around she's amazing, but she's a just really amazing in the kitchen. She just can whip stuff up and she'll find recipes and and they're good ones too. And she'll just bake and cook to her heart's content. You know, I've told her to start an Instagram account and name it something funny like Meg Bakes You Cakes or Meg Makes You Stuff or something like that. But, you know, she's not really totally into the uh, Instagram, but I told her she'd probably blow up. I don't know what that does for you, but would be kind of fun. Now for me, you know, my wife does all the baking. Now for me, I do more of the manual labor. So I was blowing up the damn balloons. I was assembling the freaking balloon arch, tied a couple hundred balloons at least, hanging signs and putting banners up and streamers and, and setting up all the outdoor activities and, and all that stuff. So that was kind of my realm. But anyways, even though this party was at home, and we did a lot of work, it still adds up. It was probably another 500 bucks or so, you know, all-encompassing for that party as well. And the thing is, too, is, you know, speaking of all this party stuff, is I told, well, both of us told my girls that, hey, we're not doing jumble parties every year. One of these every so often is okay, but we're not going to try to one-up ourselves every time spending a thousand dollars for two parties every year like we're just not doing that and we made it very clear and there's nothing wrong with getting a cake and having just family with you or even family and a couple close friends and just having something small at the house or you go out to eat somewhere or you go out and do a little thing on a small scale there's nothing wrong with that and maybe those things kind of trend, maybe parties kind of trend that way the older kids get when we no longer have to invite 40 kids and your kids finally start building close relationships with just a few because I know eventually that happens just like us adults. So maybe that happens, I don't know. 
And I know I'm also probably gonna get a bunch of hate for not wanting to throw big parties and do all this. I probably sound like a, a big old fuddy-duddy that doesn't want to have fun and and do stuff and all that. People are gonna say, well, we only have X amount of these parties and these things with our kids and then they're gone forever and every year needs to be special and yada, 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 blah, 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 you know what I mean? I get it, I understand. But just because you feel that way, it doesn't change my mind, okay? What happens when we throw these lavish parties all the time, every year? Do you think it might cause our kids to, I don't know, have some unrealistic expectations when they get a little older? Then the expectation is just that. It's more. It's bigger. It's better. It's where's this at? Why don't you have that? I need this to be happy, right? Then here comes that whole entitlement wave. And they'll think that they deserve these things, this special treatment. Actually, no, you know what? It's not going to be special treatment because it's going to be their normal. This type of treatment will be their normal all the time, and it will be their new baseline. And when it is less, that's when the problem will arise. If we haven't educated our kids on, hey, this isn't happening all the time, or, hey, you need to appreciate these parties because they aren't going to happen all the time. You know, they're going to be like, well, what the fuck? Where's my golden tiara? Where's my pony? And it's like, no, we need to ground them, bring them down just a little bit. I mean, we've all seen the spoiled brat girl, right? I think there's been a video floating around online for a while. The spoiled brat girl, she gets a silver BMW on her 16th birthday, right? And she throws an absolute shit fit because it wasn't a red convertible Mercedes. Stomps her feet, she cries, she complains, she talks shit on the car that she got, the over-the-top car already. I mean, she gets a BMW and it's not good enough. It sounds nuts, doesn't it? It sounds crazy to think of that. But where do you think that starts? Yes, you may think I'm exaggerating, which sure, yeah, I am a little bit. This is probably an extreme case. And I do think it comes from more than just these parties. I'll admit it. I will. But still, I think when we raise kids in this fashion, which like I said has been trending this way for a while, we put them on a pedestal, give them what they want, when they want, 100% of the time, no limits, no boundaries, what's going to happen? They're going to talk to their parents in the absolute worst way. They're going to have fits and tantrums over the simplest things. You know, then they're going to get to still choose and make decisions like an adult would. And it just cultivates that spoiled, I wanted a convertible Mercedes mentality. Granted, like I said, extreme, right? Extreme case. And I know I'm kind of drifting a bit from talking about extravagant parties for kids a little bit. I kind of passed parties and I made the corner onto entitled kids call the shots parkway. But I think that's okay. It does go beyond that. It's not just give your kid a big party every year and they automatically turn into little shits. It's definitely more, right? It's how we parent them in many different situations throughout their childhood. These big blowouts and all the excessiveness, along with the other things, potentially, I think, can damage a kid's perception of life. It kind of puts those material things in the spotlight, right? Which will end up overshadowing what 
the celebration, the party was really about. Quality time with family, quality time with friends, meaningful moments. And yes, being celebrated and acknowledged for growing up, that's all fine, right? But those things can get kind of overshadowed when it's all about the material thing. So what are some of the other negative effects that we should keep in mind as we celebrate our kids or even just parent them in general? I mean, it doesn't just have to be or have to do with having a party. I just use that as a jumping off point, but you can raise an entitled self-absorbed kid and not throw them a single party, right? And I also want to mention a few ways to counter those negative effects as well. So in theory, we raise kids that are respectful, kids that appreciate what parents and others do for them, and hopefully keep us as sane as possible. Maybe, just a little bit, right? Well, I already talked about the materialistic aspect, but there was something else I wanted to add there, and that's the constant exposure to these excessive things that we give and do for our kids may lead them to actually associate happiness and self-worth with those material possessions. Does that make sense? Because I think once they have that perspective, that can make it really hard for them to find joy in the simple things in life that's not material things, or even the simple joys with people or spending time with people. They will always feel like they need to be entertained or given something to be happy. And like I said, I know we like to make our kids happy. If they're happy, then we're happy, right? But it's okay that they don't always get things, that they don't get doted on all the time, to not always be entertained. It's okay for them to be bored. My kids and I, we go to stores a lot. We'll go to bookstores, we'll go to Target, we'll go hang out at Walmart sometimes just to kill time, find something to do. And you know, more often than not, almost all the time, actually, I tell my girls when we go in there, I said, hey, we're going to go look at toys. We aren't buying anything. We're just going to go and look and check things out and do some window shopping. And that's about the time they look at me and they say, what in the hell is window shopping? And I'm like, sweetie, this is where we just look. We put them on our quote unquote list for our birthday or for Christmas ideas. And we enjoy these toys and look at them and then we leave and we don't buy anything. And it's actually pretty great. We get some enjoyment out of it and, and uh, they're pretty good about it too. So it's kind of a win-win. I actually had a friend way back when and anytime he would go to a store, he would buy his kid something every single time. Whether it be a little toy car, whether it be some kind of treat, whether it be a, a stuffed animal... Something, something little every time he would get for them. And I get it. He's coming from a good place. He's making his kids happy. But what happens now? The kid's going to expect that in every store, right? It's just you're not cultivating a good relationship with going out to stores or with material things because now that kid is associating that, getting something every time they go to a store. And that's just... I don't know how to put it eloquently. I'm not great with words. That's just not cool. All right, the next one here that I have written down is how they handle disappointment. Just like my friends getting kids accustomed to getting a toy every single time they go to the store, then what happens if one day they don't get it? When kids get stuff, they get parties all the time or they get toys all the time and then they, that stops, 
they may actually have a hard time handling that disappointment. You know, when the gravy train stops, then what? This is going to have a negative impact on them later in life, too, when things don't go as planned. You know, they're going to be getting things and all of a sudden it's going to stop and they're going to not going to know how to deal with that emotion, I would guess. I'll be honest, I didn't really have a lot of thoughts on that one. Just kind of writing things down. Didn't really have a ton there. Another negative is lack of gratitude. Like I said earlier, when kids get into and used to a certain lifestyle, they've started to expect that as the norm when it really isn't, or at least it shouldn't be. All the focus on the parties, the extras, the doting, that can overshadow the genuine gratitude and appreciation for the effort and love put into making something special, right? Kids may start taking those nice, although grand gestures, for granted. Also, what happens when those things stop? We'll go right back to not handling the disappointment very well, right? So how do we counter some of these things? How do we combat this? How do we not go down this road? Do we just do nothing enjoyable with our kids? Nothing nice for our kids? Do we not spend any money on them? No doting on them? I mean, let's be honest. It's fun. It's fun buying my kids little things and taking them out for ice cream and getting their nails done and planning a party for them. That's fun, okay? I know I'm shitting on a lot of it right now, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I like seeing them happy. It's fun seeing them enjoy things. That's kind of what parenting is all about, right? Well, first, we can start by working on that lack of gratitude by emphasizing the importance of being grateful for what they have and fostering that humble attitude. And how do we foster a humble attitude? By modeling the behavior ourselves. Shocker, right? Remember, they're watching when we get pissed at traffic or cuss out the garbage man for tossing the bin or when we don't get that gift from our spouse and we have this look of disappointment on our face or we say something or when our career doesn't go the way we want and we're complaining to someone on the phone about it or we're complaining to our spouse about it and we sound like we're what? Ungrateful, right? They're listening. They hear it. I've talked about this a lot. They're always listening. Even though you think they aren't, they are. But they also see and hear when we're kind to others, when we say thank you, when we show appreciation to the grocery clerk, when we help their mom carry something into the house, when we're happy to help a neighbor. They see those things. They hear those things. We should also teach them to be helpful and encourage them to do the best they can no matter what it is. If it's drawing a picture, or if it's taking out the trash, or if it's picking weeds out of a flower bed, let's encourage them to do it to the best of their ability. Say, hey, if you're going to do something, don't half-ass it, like old McConaughey says. I've actually noticed my kids tend to respond better to me when I ask them to help me rather than me just blatantly tell them to do something. When I say, hey, I need you to do this, or hey, go upstairs and pick up your toys, usually what happens? It falls on deaf ears. It does for me, and I've got to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and then I get annoyed and I get frustrated, and my kids checked out, and they're probably frustrated too. But 
if I say, hey, can you help me do this? Or, hey, I really, can I rely on you to help me do something, X, Y, Z, unload a dishwasher, pick some weeds, get the mail, lots of different things. If I word it differently, I feel like I get a different response. I get a little more from them instead of them just dragging their feet and being annoyed that dad is just bossing me around. We also want to encourage them to admit when they made a mistake and remind them too that it's okay to make mistakes. We all do it. We don't want to humiliate them. We don't want to call them out for it in a terrible way. We can show them some mercy. We can show them some forgiveness when they do admit that they messed up, okay? That's what we want. If we're going to jump down their throat when they do make mistakes, then they're never going to want to admit those to us in the first place. So I think that's where the mercy and forgiveness comes in, that we want to show that to them so they will come to us. We want them to feel comfortable approaching us and talking to us about that and saying, hey, I goofed up or hey, I did this and I feel bad about it or X, Y, Z. We don't want them to feel scared to talk to us because they're, they feel like they're just going to get hammered on and uh, talked to and yelled at for whatever they may have made the mistake on. Now, while still leading by example with our humble attitudes, we can also lead by example by being grateful for what we have as well. Instead of constantly talking about or complaining about what we may not have in our lives. And I know it can be hard to do sometimes, but we also need to teach our kids to appreciate people's effort that they put into things for us. Be it parties, gifts, grandma baking a cake, whatever it may be. Just like money, I think that's something kids have a hard time grasping. The amount of time and energy that people put into things. Be it my wife cooking all the food, or me hanging all the decor, or grandma wrapping gifts, I think that's something really important that we can work on. Show them that the homemade cupcakes, the homemade decorations, the little personal touches are somebody's hard work, right? And they're unique, and they can make any celebration just as, if not more special, than just spending a bunch of money on those things. So then they can kind of look around and be like, wow, mom made all that food. Dad did all this decorating. Wow, this is, this is amazing. Instead of looking around the room for dollar signs and being like, ooh, that's expensive, that's expensive. Ooh, that big blow-up thing in the backyard was a $600 rental. Ooh, that's expensive, I need that. And associating dollar signs with stuff and maybe trying to get them to see people's hard work and dedication that they put in to something for them. I know that's kind of wordy, sorry, is what it is. Lastly, we need to set realistic expectations. Have those conversations with your kids about the cost of things, those little realities that a lot of times we don't talk about with them. In the party sense and in everyday life, explain that not every year is going to be a big blowout like I talked about with my kids that they aren't always going to be the center of the universe, but that doesn't change or diminish the love or care or joy that we have for them. And I think I already mentioned it. We did tell our girls that exact thing. We said, hey, big fun party this year, but next year we're going to do something smaller. We're going to do something a little more low-key. 
still fun. Maybe go somewhere, some fun activity or whatever. It's just not going to be as extravagant. And that's actually what we did last year too. We went to Dave and Buster's, got 40 bucks in game cards, had some lunch, and it was cool. We enjoyed it. It was fun. I also want to mention this one article before I wrap this up from ctpost.com that talks about overindulging our kids since that's what this all is, right? It's overindulging. I know I've kind of hammered on the extravagant party thing for a bunch. Well, that's because I just did them for my kids, but that kind of falls under the umbrella of this article. Carol Passmore, a counselor, said that a lot of parents are doing it from a good place, the overindulging. They're they're doing it from a place of love. They're not trying to harm their kids, but it's quite the opposite. They say we want to see our kids smile. And like I said before, when the kids are happy, the parents are happy. But being in this child-centered society right now, there's this fine line between empowering kids and them being able to advocate for themselves and the boundary of too empowered and kids thinking that they have the right to everything that they want. And being overindulgent goes way beyond buying them everything they want and throwing them big parties. It can turn into letting them stay out late if they're older kids, skipping class, doing their homework for them, not having them do chores. It's kind of, it it can really snowball into a lot bigger deal than just having an entitled little shit, okay? They're not going to have consideration for others. They'll throw more temper tantrums. Then, you know, all of a sudden, who the hell is the boss here? Where's Tony Danza, right? Amanda Harmon, a social worker, states that when they get everything they want, they aren't learning how to cope with the word no, which is a big deal. And I think that's the main thing here. When they grow up like that, they're going to be entitled. They're going to have issues with relationships, with teachers, with bosses, and even Johnny Law. Anyways, this article is a good read. If you want to read it, I'll link it in the description. Talks about a few more things, but I'm not going to get into it here. But they also said in this article, a lot of times when our kids are young, what they really want is time with us. For us to play with them for us to do things with them. It's not always about the toy necessarily or the game or the big party. It's about us. They want time with us. And the best thing that we can do in that aspect is put our phones down, stop throwing toys and devices at them to suck up their time and keep them entertained and give them some time. Get down on the floor, play with your kids, do a game with your kids, get them outside. Even if it's on an iPad or a game console, do it with them. That's what they want. They want our attention. And I know that's hard to do when we all have busy lives and many, many other things to take care of, but I think a lot of it kind of boils down to that. Anyways, what are your thoughts here? What do you think? I think we should stop. I think we should stop one-upping. Enjoy the low key. That's okay. Backyard with just a few friends is okay. Kids will still have fun. Oh, and can we also please stop buying those stupid ass goodie bags that you get at the party store that you give at the end of a party? They're so freaking annoying. Just full of little plastic trinkety shit toys 
that my kids tend to scatter throughout the entire house and forget about, and eventually it all ends up in the trash. So let's try to change that a little bit. Let's give a drink. I was actually at a buddy's party and they gave away these Gatorade Prime drink things. That was kind of cool. We gave away some bubbles. We gave away a little thing of popcorn. Maybe it could be a, a $3 gift card to an ice cream shop or something, something like that. Anything is better than the trinkets. Just a PSA for you. All right, that's it for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. I know I kind of deviated a lot today from the parties to entitled kids and overindulgent parents. So I hope I didn't lose you or bore you too much in there. Just a thought I had, and I know my kids appreciated their big parties. I'm not regretting them at all. Just to be clear, I'm not regretting having big parties for my kids at all. It was a great time. I just think we need to make sure that they're aware that it's not going to be like that all the time. We need to kind of control their expectations. Anyways, if you like what you heard here today, would you do me a favor, quick favor? Just write a little review, just a quick little something on whatever streaming app you're on and just say, hey, this show is XYZ. And uh, let other people know, let listeners know, let me know. That would be really good. That really, really helps me out. So if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. All right. Thank you again for sitting in with me and listening to me rant. I will talk to you all next week.